0: hello and welcome xbox nation happy star wars day and of course may the 4th be with you today we're going to be celebrating star wars in a big way and of course i gathered a real and incredible panel of gamers and community members that are going to have and share some of their best star wars stories as well as tackling some of the biggest xbox stories and of course if you haven't seen this footage folks uh i don't have any star wars footage i probably should have a little go to show you that I'm, I'm a little unprofessional as a host but I, I i cannot stop playing and enjoying rise son of rome i mean we you know obviously we got you know word that we may be getting a rise when a rise son of rome 2 and folks I, I just i just have to remind you that what you see in front of you is running on the series x The game was a launch title in 2013, and it still looks this good. Could you imagine what that engine would look like, fully optimized and running on the Series X as a new game? It would just be ridiculous. Uh, But let's introduce uh, our special guest. And obviously, you know, we have our regular panel, but... I want to talk about this gentleman now. He just had a birthday, so of course, late happy birthday to you, Mav. Uh, You're a ripe old, 38 years old, so uh, yeah, good on you for that. You're only 12 years younger than I am, and I don't feel that bad, so it's okay. It's okay, Uh, but I really want to talk about what you've been doing with this community. Uh, Obviously, you and your wife, Caitlin, along with the incredible panel, on the xbox ultimate podcast has just been really making some incredible strides i'm happy to have been pushing your brand because you know what i think that more um uh, people need to uh help others and, and push others uh and their content because you know when you see good content you want to support it and you want to put it out there for others to enjoy and i do enjoy the podcast how the heck are you brother and welcome to the show
1: uh, hey, man. I'm doing great. I uh, had a great day yesterday. My wife made me all kinds of goodies for my birthday. I had homemade chili, got a pound cake. She made me breakfast. Uh, it was awesome. She just like treated me like a king. It was great. Uh, yeah. And uh, hey, then I wake up today uh, doing some work stuff and hanging out, and I get a text. And what better day <laughs> after my birthday to come hang out with Boom and my brother from another Pong soul? And... Zemi Games, the uh, most intelligent man in uh, n- in game media, I, I'll say, probably. I don't know. He is a definitely little. sharp is that attack. a is that too that, much? That's
2: going a little too far. Is that too much? Yeah, that's too much. Far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Short,
0: I, okay. I, I, I how much is Zemi paying you now? Not enough. <laughs> I take it back. I'll say this about Zemi. He's sharp as a tack, but not very brave, according to him. Um, So (laughs) I take it for what it's worth. And speaking of Zemi games, Zemi, how the heck are you, brother? And are you ready for Resident Evil 8 Village that comes out next week?
2: Man, I have never been more ready to not play a game in my entire (laughs) life. I'm so excited for it. Uh, Also, what's this Star Wars thing you guys are talking about? You know what? What's oh, the Star Wars thing?
0: I think you're going to start the you're going Man. to force people to start the hashtag <laughs> cancel Zemmy games.
2: <laughs> Who's Zemmy? Who's Zemmy? That would be an amazing, amazing hashtag. Uh, but no, <laughs> I'm super excited to be here. I wasn't able to make um last week's show, I had a migraine, I had like four migraines in a row. Uh, because yeah, the weather, dude. uh, yeah, it was it was a terrible time in my life, but no migraine today. I'm here and I'm ready to talk Xbox with you guys. I'm super excited.
0: Well, thanks. I, we're happy that you're better. And unfortunately, <clears throat> I know all about migraines because yeah. uh, I do suffer from them. And sometimes, yeah, I've had them as much as five days. And it is just, it's awful. It's awful when you got to still function. And, you know, obviously, you know, life goes on, but you still have a migraine. But I'm glad that you're feeling better, brother. i glad that you're back. And, and last and no way least, uh, another gentleman over here that not only started his own podcast not only has been making incredible strides but works weekly with Mav how the heck are you pong soul
3: well happy star wars day to you boom and to everybody and obviously to my brother from another mav and zemi uh, what a great day to be here great tuesday i've uh, been uh, ultra ultra busy in real life uh, but you know what always always good to take time and get away from it with video games and podcasting so i am Happy and excited to be here. We got a great panel. We got great topics and uh, definitely looking forward to it.
0: Well, uh, it's great to have you here and it's great to have the gang, uh, the band back together, so to speak. Uh, and let, let, you know what? I, I do want to open up with a, a Star Wars topic. Now, obviously, last night, if you were able to catch the live stream, we had Miles Dampierre uh, from Windows Central. And he obviously is the host of Xbox Chatter Days um, on, uh, on Saturday. I believe it's 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, and you know we we talked about the big rumor going around with Zenimax. Uh, potentially doing a Mandalorian or at least a Star Wars game, and though we're not going to get into that today, I do want to kind of kind of talk about our favorite Star Wars memories and and, and what games really defined the uh, the IP for us personally. Now, for me, um, I bought it on PlayStation. I they didn't release it on an Xbox as of yet. A re release. The game is dated as heck, but I still want to play through it. I'm probably going to try and platinum it. Um, I'm talking about Republic Commando. Uh, It is a game that came out during the OG Xbox, and I believe it was the PlayStation 2 um and uh it is probably still one of my favorite star wars games for the fact that uh it really did tell an incredible story now granted i'm playing it now and it is man it's dated it is wow it's dated but i'm still like i said i'm still going to play through it for me it's one of the games that uh, defined, uh, you know, next gen back then star Wars games. Uh, it was a first person shooter. Uh, It had an incredible star Wars, an original star Wars story. And, um, you know, obviously for me, star Wars started. Um, I remember like it was yesterday. It's crazy that even at 50 years old, I can still remember this far back. My mom and dad, um, Took me and my brother to see the original Star Wars in the theater. As a matter of fact, there was a theater called uh, City Cinema in Co-op City. And I remember watching in complete awe. Uh, of of what we saw. And uh, you know, what was cool is that next weekend, and this is this is you know, again, this is some personal stuff here. I went and it goes, I'm definitely going to show my age. I had gone over to my grandmother's house, and, you know, back in the days, they used to have um Sears books, you know, like 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 catalogs. And I remember seeing all of the Star Wars figures in there, and i I did not know what to do with myself. And yes, I was say, you know, Grandma was always good for. The hookup, if you if, if, if you know if you know what I'm talking about, and she wound up buying me. I, I think I got just about all of them, and you know what? I I just it's it's amazing that a brand that old uh, and has so many many years from when I first saw it is as relevant now. Granted, the last couple of films have not been good. Um, we did get very lucky enough to to get. Um, um, Favreau and, uh, you know, to, to really take hold of the, of the TV series, you know, the Mandalorian and what they're going to be doing. Um, and I'm very excited. Uh, again, I don't know how excited I'm going to be for the next film only because I don't know who's directing and I don't know where they're going to go, but we do as star Wars fans have a lot to look forward to. And, um, th- yeah, those are some of my, my, my favorite memories. And I guess, you know, obviously, you know, the, one of the first, you know, RPGs that I that I really sunk my teeth into was Knights of the Old Republic on the OG Xbox. And that's still, um, you know, one of the best ones out there. Zemi, let's go to you first. Uh, you obviously are a huge Star Trek fan. So I don't necessarily know if you're going to bring anything to the table.
2: <laughs> <That> <laughs> is, what, Galactica all the but, way, it,
0: um, but not the new one. The original Cylons were good back in the you know the the seventies, not not the new.
2: I don't know. I, I I really like that the like the like the rebooted TV series Ugh. from like the early two thousands. I think is whenever it came out. I actually no. really did like that. I did. Okay. I mean, listen, um, you know, but you, Star you, know Wars.
0: you 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 can't account for taste, but it's okay. That's you know, okay. <clears throat> that, <laughs>
2: <laughs> for, you, for you, what
0: what what, what uh, Star Wars memories do you have with gaming?
2: uh you know honestly if, if if i was gonna say my my favorite and 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 you know probably biggest star wars memory for gaming would would probably be uh star wars battlefront 2 not the most recent one that's you're talking uh, about the on the playstation terrible. 2 yeah. yeah we're talking about the playstation 2 xbox original yes. version and i absolutely adored that game i i uh didn't do a lot of homework because of that game uh because i was i was still uh (laughs) i was still a young child in school at the time and um i just remember you like playing through the campaign it was amazing um like the campaign followed um the the story pretty pretty you know pretty much for like the like the first three trilogies it kind of gave some back backstory on other characters and and different events that kind of happen behind the scenes uh, during, you know, the 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 prequels and 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 you know and and the original trilogy, uh, but no, I, I absolutely adored the campaign. But probably my favorite mode in that game, and I was so disappointed whenever Battlefront Two didn't uh, the the new version didn't have this game mode, but it was a conquest mode where you and another player could go into like this big galactic map. And it was kind of like a turn, um, you know, like a, like a turn, uh, strategy, gameplay mechanic, and you would go and invade other people's planets. And then whenever you were invading the planet, you would land on it and, and, and fight against, um, you know, the, the other person that you were playing with, um, and multiplayer. And it was just so much fun, Um, and uh, it it was it was massively disappointing whenever uh, you know. Of course, um, uh, they didn't add conquest mode into like the most recent Battlefront game. Uh, But uh, I I recently jumped back onto uh, Battlefront Two because I I think that they uh, they they. put it put it on uh the xbox um like made it backwards compatible yeah and it mm-hmm. is still super super fun to play but uh it, it's also aged uh pretty significantly. quite a bit yeah um anyway that that's probably my favorite star wars game uh of course you know in recent times i would say that my favorite star wars games like, like we're talking like last 10 years probably uh is is jedi fallen order but uh but for all time it's definitely battlefront 2 it has to be
0: yeah, I mean, and you know something? I remember playing Battlefront 2 like unbelievable amounts of hours. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I remember when I did make it backwards compatible, uh, backwards compatible, I did try it, and it has aged. But you know what's crazy? The gameplay might actually be better it than was the new better. Battlefront.
2: Yeah, it was better. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it, it has not aged amazingly, but I did sit down and play it for like five hours straight. I think like on live stream, so <laughs> I I, I, I still enjoy the game to this day.
0: Well, I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, real quick, I want to thank, um, let's see, what do we got? We had a Super Chat come in from, let me see where that is. And know Zemi threw it in the chat. I believe it's for $5. five Yeah, we had a $5 Super Chat come in from Christopher Alexson. Uh, he drops, an, again, a $5 Super Chat and says, what display do you guys play on Series X? I play on a Samsung uh, q9575 wow yeah that's that's a that's a powerful TV I, I got a I got last year's model um I think I got the q80 for the Samsung um I don't play I think it can go up to 120 frames per second I'm playing in 4k unfortunately I, I can't I, that's the weird thing man I can't activate HDR auto HDR or HDR 10 with the Elgato attached if I do that I can't record gameplay it, it's the biggest pain in the ass i i reached out to um jason ronald he hasn't gotten back to me yet i hope that they can do something about that because yeah the elgato literally makes uh that unusable uh those two modes and i, I hate not having that on but anyway a, that's a that's a horse of another color uh P- math let's get your opinion on this you know obviously star wars means a lot to a lot of people but we're interested to hear your favorite star wars stories regarding gaming and of course the films okay so i got uh one for gaming and i got one for for
1: the movies okay nice so uh gaming wise uh it was right when i got uh, the nintendo 64. and uh is one of the first games i played on the 64 and that was shadows of the empire
0: dude that's and such a great game man what i i just got game.
1: so into it and it was like so different for gaming back then to have a game like that uh, on a like on a console and uh it just like opened my eyes to like possibilities of games not only because it was like one of the first like action 3d like games i played like that right so that was amazing um, and then also, uh, uh what is it, Rogue, Rogue, was it Rogue Galaxy? No? Rogue, Rogue no, Squadron? Rogue, Rogue Squadron, yeah. yeah Rogue yes. Galaxy is the RPG that, uh, on PlayStation that I loved. Uh, Rogue Squadron, yes, Rogue Squadron was amazing. Remember, like, zipping between the, the uh, between the, uh, at, at yeah, going and yeah. like, taking them down, right? Uh, with the, with the cables and stuff. That was a blast, and it was, like, another one of those experiences, right? Um, so, gaming-wise, like... Just because like it was like so new back then uh, to have a console that could do that kind of stuff and it, it, they looked so good, right? And <laughs> The games looked so good and they they were <laughs> awesome and so much fun to play. Those are my favorite uh, memories. I, I, I like uh, there's a, so many great Star Wars games, but those two just stood out. Maybe it's because I was at that age too, where it's just like really starting to really get into Star Wars, right? And that leads me into the movies because. So, I was born in 83, which is when Return of the Jedi came out. Yep. So, I didn't have the movie experience going day one to the theaters, but I did go later when they did, like, a re-release at the theaters and stuff when I was a kid. Um, And then I did, like, um, uh, watch them at home quite frequently. They always came on TV, you know. So, I, I I had become a Star Wars fan, but... Through that and through the games. But then the biggest movie moment for me was when they announced that, hey, there's this uh, Star Wars is coming back, right? And there's going to be three new movies and, and everything. I was like, oh, okay. And I started to get really excited and I started going back and watching those other movies again to, to lead up to it. And then I remember when uh, uh, Phantom Menace came out, it happened to be like around the time that we had a family reunion and so i actually went and saw that with like all my cousins i think and uh that was a really cool experience and then we all just talked about star wars for a while after and then i went home and i watched the original movies again because like i'm just still grasping everything because you know i wasn't like <laughs> an adult back in the 70s when the original movies started right uh but uh yeah it's just it that movie even though it wasn't the greatest it reignited It ignited something in me to realize that hey i am like I, I am one of these Star Wars people that really likes Star Wars. I'm not like Pong, you know. He he takes this stuff a little seriously, and you're about to you're about to hear it because I get criticized sometimes from Pong about some of my favorites. You know, it's okay though. Um, but Look, uh, yeah, wrong yeah man, opinions just...
3: are not going to be discussed.
1: <laughs> yeah, we won't discuss that here because I'm going to get crucified <laughs> on another show. Um, but I just like I developed this love at that time uh, for Star Wars that was. Different than I ever had before, uh, and able to talk about it because I, I was 16 when that came out, right? So, um, it just that that spawned this love of Star Wars that's carried through now. I think um, even further. So uh, even though the, hey, the new movies aren't the greatest, I still love all of them. It's like um, it's so it's so much fun. It's so, it's so unique. Star Wars is a unique thing.
0: Yeah, no, it, it certainly is, and and again, one one of. One of the things I love about the brand is how it transcends generations. How it's important to grown men and women, and somehow or another, that's passed through to some of their kids. Like Joseph, my wife and I, we don't have any kids. We have lots of uh, of 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 godchildren, uh, and and that we know obviously we treat like our own. And it's amazing to see their excitement for Star Wars. When we love it as much as we do. I mean, my wife has a bunch of Star Wars like pocketbooks and stuff that that are like super exclusive. And, you know, she's a, she's a big nerd, just like I am. And, and, and Star Wars still holds a, a massive place in our hearts. And it, again, I love to see that it's still, you know, things fade over time. Star Wars is one of those brands that just doesn't. And um, you know, seeing what they're doing with the again, I I think that the Disney Plus series, I think the Mandalorian, uh, the first season was great. I think that the second season was greater, and we really have a lot to look forward to as Star Wars fans. But Pong, let's let's get your legacy with Star Wars. I think it's going to be a big one, and I, and I'm interested <laughs> to hear what 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 are your favorite Star Wars um, thoughts and theories regarding the film, and of course, gaming.
3: Yeah, well, uh, just like you, Boom, I'm only, you know, a few years younger than you. So my first memory, um, I know I went to um, episode three. Um, I know I was there because obviously my mom told me, uh, but I don't remember that. But I do remember the Empire Strikes Back and seeing it in the theater. Uh, And so that's one of my earliest memories of Star Wars itself, uh, because obviously I had all the action figures uh you know my my love for star wars (laughs) runs deep uh from back then and so uh that's my earliest memory of the movies uh you know all the re-releases uh all the you know all that stuff has been exciting when 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 they uh, came out with the last batch and they did the uh the uh, theaters were doing the runs of all the originals uh you know and one through six, uh, leading up to seven, I was there. Um, I sat in the theater for, I think it was 15 hours or whatever, 18 hours, whatever it was. Um, It was an incredible experience to go back and relive those memories all over again star wars is near and dear to my heart i think it's one of the greatest universes ever created um i don't agree obviously as mav alluded to with the direction that disney has decided to go uh in certain areas and destroying a bunch of the canon and lore that was created prior to it uh however that that is what happens as you get older things change and they're not necessarily for you anymore um but i still enjoy them Uh, for what they are and i still get goosebumps uh when i hear the music uh you know star wars star Mm -hmm. wars is is something ingrained in my heart Uh, it it is it's much like video games uh and it's 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 just truly one of the biggest universes out there uh that has ever been created by man uh you know and i think it's something that will continue to be explored well into the future and there's so many possibilities that oh man i yeah it just it's it's thrilling to think about uh and the video games have just taken that to the next level video games um you know with star wars i guess uh you know some of my earliest uh, favorite memories are super nintendo with super star wars oh my uh, goodness yeah yeah those are In- such
0: great side scrollers so man.
3: hard but so so hard but absolutely incredible captured the feel of the movies and so uh that right there and then of course knights of the old republic took it to the whole next level uh and the beautiful part about knights of the old republic is is you got to explore the dark side um i i tend to lean towards the dark side and, and it fascinates me and I love the stories but we don't see a whole lot of it for obvious reasons because you know Star Wars was created for kids and you know it, it's it's not always it's not always a good place to to travel down the dark side and explore that uh, you know a couple some of the movies have um, but the video games allow you to do that and Knights of the Old Republic was an adult themed Star Wars game uh, that captured the essence of what it was like to be in that universe, and for me, that was the first experience where I was like, "Okay, now we're getting somewhere." Video games are truly, you know, getting a hold of what Star Wars is, expanding the universe even more, and a lot nothing like HK forty seven to wake you up in the morning. <laughs> everybody, everybody <loves> HK47. <laughs> it's amazing. There's so many memorable characters in there. Um, so yeah, and then from there. Uh, uh, Of course, uh, Battlefront uh, was a big one, and that's because me and my kiddo played that nonstop, and I've got so many memories sitting next to him, and him, of course, like you just talked about, Boom, the love for Star Wars, you know, gets passed on. It's to, crazy to to younger generations through yep. the rest of us. Now that we're all growing up, and and my my kiddo is a you know now he's an adult, uh, but he uh, has a love for Star Wars. And and our times together, uh, in the game room, sitting there playing Battlefront, and just watching his eyes, you know, as, as he first got his hero you know whoever it was whether it was Yoda or whatever and pulled out his lightsaber his eyes getting all big and just think it was the coolest thing in the world that he could do that those those memories will never fade whatsoever and so battlefront's got a special place in my heart uh, personally uh for me force unleashed is still one of the best uh star wars games out there uh the story of star killer and getting to ah see- dude
0: so good still oh, i i would oh, i wish they remastered both oh, of those games
3: absolutely and i wish they would make a movie or a tv series based on star killer i know they won't because he's no longer canon and it's it's gone but at the same time that relationship and getting to see darth vader uh you know more and exploring him more but star killer as a character was incredible and the use of force in that game was the best use of force that had been created up to that point you felt Powerful, which was absolutely amazing. There was nothing like throwing stormtroopers or grabbing a tie fighter out of the sky. And, and, and dude, you just, brought a star destroyer uh, down. Yes, you bring a star destroyer down. Just incredible. Uh, so, Force Unleashed will always have a special place. You know, it's funny. Home. Let me let me just uh,
0: just yeah, add to that yeah. because you know because of the power that Dave Filoni and John Favreau currently have, and, and, and quite frankly, because of the success of the Mandalorian. Uh, season one and of course the follow-up with season two where they added ahsoka and uh, and all of these you know characters from the animated series that was created by dave filoni something like star killer could potentially come back i i know could, that they in some form
3: they could yeah i in. mean he,
0: he definitely could i i don't rule out anything because like i said right now i know kathy kennedy Kathleen Kennedy is, is is still you know the head person at you know at Lucas I don't know if that's that's going to be changing anytime soon. I know that you know we when you pray. talk about what they're what they've done, no one has. I don't really think that there are a lot of people that enjoyed the films, whether you are a diehard Star Wars person or not. I I really don't think that there is a lot to. Take away from the films, they were not. They were not good films. Yeah. No. Um. So, but they did make a lot of money. So I think mm-hmm. that you know, unfortunately, in this business, money does talk. I just hope that they do something in the next. Again, are they going to do the High Republic, the Old Republic? Are they going to you know uh, just do a whole new Star Wars all together? Only time was going to tell. But please continue your point. I just want yeah. you to know that Star Killer could potentially <laughs> be something that they that because of their power and because they do pull from old um lore
3: you never know yeah you never know that would be a dream come true let me tell you um but uh you know and again moving into the future um you know what we see now um you know going forward we're starting to see a comeback uh of licensed ip video games and star wars seems to be making a move lucas uh lucas uh arts uh is seems to be back to the old ways again where they used to be where they are open to licensing out this Uh, IP to as many people as want to make games, which is means this generation, we could see a return to form where we are getting regular, where we're getting Star Wars games on a regular basis, which is another dream come true for me because I think the more content out there, no, not everyone's going to be great. Uh, we saw that a lot. There was a lot of bad stuff out there. But at the same time, everyone has the chance to be great. And any time you can add a fantastic Star Wars game to uh, to a video game generation, it makes everything better, at least for me. So if these if these ZeniMax online rumors are true, uh, I, you know, I heard you guys talk about it on primetime gaming last night. Boom, it was a fantastic discussion everybody had. Listen, I don't care if it's The Mandalorian. I don't care what they do but it, it, but but if it is Zenimax online and it is and we've seen the results the stats are kind of out there now about what they did with elder scrolls online it didn't start out hot but it is one of the most played console mmos out there if they turn star wars into another mmo which we have not had in a long time man mm-hmm. wow i would be all over it in a heartbeat and it would be a moneymaker, maker and it would make everybody happy but No matter what, I just think we're going to see a lot more Star Wars content this generation than we have in a long time, and that just makes the kid in me extremely happy.
0: Yeah, no, 100%, dude, and uh, listen, a big big shout-out to everyone on the panel that shared their Star Wars stories. Uh, We're going to get into the actual Xbox podcast uh, momentarily. I just got to catch up on some of the Super Chats, and uh, we had a couple of them pop in. Uh, Kirby Louise, a good friend of the show, um, uh, he drops a $5 Super chat, and says, Boom, DM me on Twitter after the show, and I can try and walk you through getting HDR pairs through to work with the Elgada. Well, I will take you up on that offer. Um, I wind up getting getting a splitter because even, even, uh, with it turned off and it's weird, like I can't have the console in sleep mode. Like in, pa- I, uh, I ha- literally have to have the console shut off. Uh, because when you turn on the, Elg- when you turn it on, if it's, if it's in, if it's in rest mode or, you know, or like weight mode, the Elgato just blinks, it, it, it blinks red. I, I have the HD 60 um, S s. I don't have the plus. I have the S, and um, it's weird. It, it, it was a real pain to get it to work because, unfortunately, recording on the Xbox, they still haven't fixed that either. So I was I wasn't unable to record any footage. The footage you're seeing is using the Elgato. But if you can help me out with that, Kirby, would be greatly appreciated. We had a fifteen dollars super chat come in from Melman. Three twenty-three. He says, nice podcast and channel. Well, thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Keep up the good work. Greetings from Switzerland. Well, hello there. How you doing, friend? And welcome um, to the show. And greetings from New Rochelle, New York, brother. Thank you so much for checking out the show. And, of course, the compliment. Got to say a big uh, uh, hi to Caitlin in the chat. How you doing, darling? Hopefully you're having a good day. And thanks for treating, uh, you know, uh, Mav as well as you do. Because I saw the, uh, the post about that um i think you called it a seven up pound cake is that what it is yes sir okay i've never heard of that before it's um, a texas thing i, think I was just mean. gonna say it's a texas <laughs> thing all right well cool brother um gary duddle gen- generous friend of the show he drops that outstanding final subject is the star wars arcade machine oh my god yes 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 i remember my pops taking me to Nathan's, and back in the days, and there's people in the chat that know what I'm talking about. Nathan's, you know, the guy, you know, the, the the franchise that makes the hot dogs and the really delicious French fries. Well, they had an arcade on Central Avenue in Yonkers, and it had about 200 machines. I used to go there when I was as a kid with my parents, and obviously when I got learned how to drive, I used to go there with my friends and hang out on Central Avenue. And I remember playing that Star Wars arcade like. It was it was so freaking good, and it was just a bunch of lines. Like it was just a bunch of lines that looked like you know you were flying around the Death Star. It's, it's crazy. That that. Uh, and he also says on the consoles, Kotor one and two were by far the best games. Now I would agree. We have GTI five. Drops a very generous five thousand. Super chat and says the uh, the typhoon emoji could mean Sonic or Sega. Listen, listen, I'm right there with you. I'd love to see them actually. There's a rumor that they're going to remake Sonic Adventure, uh, which I loved. I loved the original. I would love to have that remade. So good. So freaking. You know, it's funny. Real quick, a a funny story about that. My friend uh, Jay the Destroyer, he had come over. It was Christmas Eve, and we were waiting for UPS to deliver it. We had imported it because we had imported the, the Dreamcasts. Uh, we both spent $1,200 on the Dreamcast, an extra controller, a memory card, and four games. Two of which, one of which we couldn't play because it was in completely Japanese and it was like a. Um, Like a detective game, so that went to the that went to the wayside. <laughs> it was a waste of money. But a uh, Pen Pen Triathlon was uh, was a launch title, Virtual Fighter Three, or I think it was, and Godzilla, which I absolutely loved. And uh, we wind up waiting for that Christmas Eve at about seven o'clock at night. They delivered it, and I played it all Christmas Day. It's just wow, Fantastic. man! One of my favorite Sonic games of all time. Uh, but you know what? Listen enough shenanigans and we've had quite a few shenanigans already we have to get to the xbox you know aspect of why most people are here and we have over 300 people here so we're going to open up with some stalker 2 news and in one of the most anticipated titles announced at last year's big xbox show stalker 2 by gsc game world uh, has been a title that has been making the rounds and hopefully Uh, will be releasing this year but we have some new information that leaked via a secret document as well as a developer interview that shed some light on how big this game is actually going to be now stalker the series itself it has a pretty dedicated fan base and we've talked about it on this show before and those fans have been looking forward including myself to the next outing for quite some time since its announcement. Now, while the upcoming Stalker 2 um, is an ambitious one, uh, it's also based on something that we've seen and heard regarding open-world horror shooters. And we and I don't know if it was Emmy, I don't know. It just has multiplayer, so you may have to miss out on this one for sure. But obviously, it is coming to the Xbox Series X and S. And uh, there has been some talk regarding the secret document that it's only a three month exclusive, but we have some information again, from an interview, um, of, you know, from the developer who actually says this, right now, there are no plans. Uh, we have negotiated the possibilities with Microsoft and, set, and saw several good opportunities for the brand, which of course included Xbox Game Pass. That is why we decided to launch there. We currently, he says, um, we currently do not have any plans to release it on any other console. So that three-month, you know, uh, exclusivity is a thing, but they're not looking to release it on any other console other than the xbox and pc for xbox and i think that is a pretty uh, interesting thing he says right now we are currently concentrating on releasing the best possible version for the xbox series x and s now this is what i want to talk to the panel about because again that that's 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 ho-hum news it's the size of this game that has me very excited now obviously The developers are promising a massive and seamless open world with plenty of player choice in terms of both narrative and its immersive sim-inspired gameplay mechanics. And it looks like they're set to deliver a pretty meaty adventure. Now, the question is, how long could we be expecting to play? Well, apparently, it's going to keep us busy for quite some time. In the same interview with CSG Game World, uh, PR magazine... Uh, I mean, PR manager Zakhar uh, um, uh, Bak- Bakruf, uh, uh He s- posed a question, um, was was asked a question, and he did. He didn't give an exact number to the game's runtime. However, he did give us an idea of what to expect, and this is what he had to say: "It's a very long game, even if you decide to only follow the main quest." Hundreds of hours can be spent if you want to do more exploration and side quests Um, Zemi, I want to go to you first on this because obviously you this is another one in your list that you're gonna be playing at night oh, With uh, headphones in the dark 100%. at two o'clock in the morning by yourself um, In a very big open room with lots of windows and doors so many people can come in and potentially murder you but with that said listen This is one of those games that's being considered as an indie title, though it does not look like one. And to know that not only is this Xbox Game Pass, not only is it a current exclusive
2: for the the console, but it's a big one. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that that's awesome. I mean, I've also kind of made my my thoughts on this game like very, very clear to to you know to the viewers and stuff. Um, I, I th- there's no way I'm playing this game unless it's co-op, right? I'm a coward. I I wish I was the bigger man. I do, uh, but I'm not. And sometimes you just got to face those facts. And uh, you know this the same way that I was so disappointed that I that I wouldn't play the medium because it is single player and it does look creepy AF. Uh, it's the same, you know, thing with this. Like, I'm very disappointed that I won't be able to play this. Uh, but I just do not do very good with uh, with uh, scary, spooky games, and and this game definitely looks uh, very, very creepy to me. Um, but but graphically speaking, uh, the game looks fantastic. I mean, we were talking about this a few weeks ago. Like like the the detail of just the teeth inside of the characters' mouths is is ridiculous, um, and 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 I love. I love me some beautiful games and, and it, it really does suck that I, you know, I'm not going to play this and, and I wasn't able to play the medium. Um, but with that being said, you know, I think one thing that this shows very, very well is how powerful of a tool game pass is for Xbox. Right. Um, because that seems to be a really, really big reason That's uh, a great point. for uh, GSC games to even want to put this game on console, like in the first place. Right. Um, So, you know, I, I just, just how game pass is able to benefit these developers and even small, you know, indie developers and attract them to the platform is, is incredible. and, um you know will will the exclusivity you know last forever i don't know i mean honestly i mean if i was going to guess probably not i mean the same way that you know right now we're talking about uh detroit become human potentially coming to xbox you know as like a rumor right Right. um so you know exclusivity kind of you know can 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 stay or go uh but but what you can't deny is that just the, the importance of game pass and the impact that it's currently having on the industry and all of the benefits that, that Xbox and and Microsoft is reaping off of this. I mean, you know, all of, uh, you know, last generation, it was, it was kind of a rarity to see Xbox playing these games and getting, you know, this, this type of exclusive content for their platform. And, and, you know, it's just kind of, you know, uh, exciting to see them you know competing stronger with sony on that you know on that front this new generation and i think game pass has a lot to a lot to do with that and yeah um i i'm excited for all of you guys that are going to get to play it i'm a little disappointed that i'm you know once again <laughs> a coward uh, but I hope everyone enjoys the game, <laughs> for
0: sure. I mean, you know what? Hopefully, they'll hear your battle cry and say, "You know what? We have to, we have to add a co op mode." Please, to this.
2: just like just more co op. <laughs> like, I don't understand Xbox right now. It's like the medium. I can't play that. Now this, I can't play that. It's like, what can I play? Come on, please.
0: Resident me Evil Eight, unfortunately, there's oh do, another uh, co op mode for that one. Even though, yeah, and you enjoyed Resident Evil uh, Five, I believe, I it was because it did have yep. co op.
2: Yeah, no, I love playing, uh, you know, games like, you know, the medium stalker, like those spooky kind of games. I mean, you know, you and me, we played Man of Madonna. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that. We need to jump back into um, a Little Hope sometime. But I yes. really do enjoy playing those scary games with other people, you know, uh, for the moral support.
0: And, and FYI, folks, if you ever play a a, a, a ga- multiplayer game that's horror related, understand that Zemi is going to send you to mm-hmm. your death. Yes. Because um, many more times
2: than not, he was like, hey, boom, you have to go first. You have to go through <laughs> the spooky door first because I don't want to get scared.
0: And he, yes, he will, he will send you to your death. Has it happened? I'm not going to say publicly, but it's potentially (laughs) yes. (laughs) Real quick, before we get to the rest of the panel, Gerald Mack in the chat drops a very generous final super chat and says, good morning, Mr. Boomstick and panel. Great show as always. Late to the party, but I'm here. Late, but never, never unwanted. Brother, thanks so much for joining us and thank you for the generosity. And Tim Swoop swoops in and drops a $5 super chat you yeah, like how i did that hey Bowman panel best podcast ever love your content and i'm a big uh gamer keep up the awesome work well dude thank you so much for the really kind words and i'm glad that you're enjoying the content It trust me it warms my old man heart that people enjoy the content and of course uh you know it's great to have you here and we had another one coming. Oh, Gerald Mac drops an additional five dollars. Super Genesis. I would love for Microsoft and Xbox to purchase the Splinter Cell IP from Ubisoft and give us what we want. You know, I, w- I listen. That would never happen because they understand what they have. Ubisoft, but I wish they would. You know, force the issue by paying them a lot of money to publish the exclusive. You know what I'm saying? We've seen Sony do that before. You know, work with third party. Developers, why not Microsoft? They have the money for it, so I mean, I, I i agree with you. I think that we need to see that. JD Gamer, hey JD, welcome to the program, brother. He dropped a final zoom chance. I would love, to, oh, I would love to see Microsoft acquire Sega and WB Games, then turn io tech land, people can fly. Studio MDHR, Moon Studios, Miss Walker, Miss Walker into second-party studios. I think some of that's going to come to fruition. I don't know how much of that list. Will Techland, definitely. I think IO is something. I mean, we're going to, we're going to get to IO, what they're working on, which is supposedly a fantasy or um, IP that's new and an Xbox exclusive. I think that might be the one that Microsoft says, yeah, we, we got to make them a first-party if they haven't already been talking but, Mav, let's go to you next on this one. You know, Stalker 2 is a game that, it, it, listen, on PC, it's, it's still a very popular IP. There's no doubt about it. It has a huge cult following. The fact that Microsoft saw what they were doing with Stalker 2 and locked down this IP as an exclusive. Now, regardless of whether or not it's three months or a year, right now it's an exclusive. And it's a big exclusive for a couple of reasons. One, it looks gorgeous. Uh, It's going to be a very, very big game. But more importantly, it's more reason to do Game Pass if you are an Xbox player or someone potentially looking to join the platform. What are your thoughts on what the developer had to say regarding the exclusivity, but more importantly, the size of this game?
1: Well, it sounds like it's going to be huge. I mean... How many massive games is Xbox gonna have in Game Pass, right? Yeah, it's that's just a great like, point, dude. Yeah, it's just mind blowing. I mean, they're not just going for what a lot of people have been saying. Hey, this Game Pass filler, double A, you know, <laughs> indie titles. I mean, come on, we're talking about uh, not only all of the massive, huge triple A RPGs, and then also games like Halo Infinite, possibly Forza Horizon Five coming out this year. All, all these, all these different things. But you're also talking about games like this, which is completely unique and different from all of the other experiences that we've been talking about. So it's not only massive, uh, it adds another element of variety with the horror, open world, uh, post-apocalyptic setting. It's just unique and different, right? Um, and, and it's also, a Dev, from another place in the world. They're branching out all over the place. I think these guys are from the Ukraine. Yes. So... Um, i mean that's just interesting that this franchise that a lot of console players aren't familiar with are gonna get invited to uh experience this this world that they've created this franchise for the first time and it's going to suck hours and hours and hours of our lives away uh being terrified um, traveling around this place man I, i'm super excited for it because it looks like they're like pushing the boundaries on what they are capable of, like as far as a dev, it looks like they're really going for it with this. And they're trying to make this the biggest thing they've ever done. And going with Xbox and Game Pass to make that happen is seeming like it's probably going to pay off for them because they're also going to get more spotlight than they've ever had before, right? So um, I expect to see possibly a lot about this at E3. That would be awesome. Um, They didn't show it before remember we had the uh indie showcase thing and then yes ever they, they've talked about hey stalker 2 is gonna be there then they kind of like retracted that so that will be there in a way and then they showed like the character models with the teeth and all that stuff right so i think we could get like maybe they're holding it back for e3 right maybe um yeah so if this is actually going to be only on xbox for a while it might as well be a exclusive i mean for me Even games that launch on other platforms right now feels like a win uh, for Xbox if they're in Game Pass because it's such an extra enhanced value that's the value in of itself is exclusive, right? So um, even if like MLB the show, it's like it feels like hey this is for us because if you're a Game Pass subscriber because you get a better value, right? So. Even if this does come out after three months, and ends up, they surprise, hey, everybody's coming to PlayStation, it's coming to um, wh- wherever, you know, um, it was still a win for Xbox. It's still a win for Xbox's uh, fans. It's still a win for uh,
0: gamers that subscribe to
1: Game Pass. And it's also a win for the dev. So, yeah, no, you know uh, what?
0: Again, great exposure for the dev, a small team. And you're right. I think that who wins really here is the Xbox gamer. Yeah, 100%.
1: Um, I'm super excited about this game because we don't know a lot about what this game is going to be yet. And the mystery of it has me intrigued because the glimpse that they showed was pretty astounding. It caught everybody's attention. Yes. Right? So I can't wait to see more. It's going to be... I think it's going to be a bigger game uh, um, like as far as popularity than people realize right now. I mean, people are going to give this a chance, and I think they're going to get sucked into it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Pong, let's get your, your opinion on, uh, on on Stalker 2. This is the game, I think, like Mav said, caught a lot of people by surprise, and it's being built from the ground up exclusively exclusively for the power of the Xbox Series X and S, and we know that they're going to be taking advantage of this the way that they would and the uh, the way that they did on the original because the original was uh, you know PC exclusive. Again, cult following, love what, what we've seen so far, and I I think I agree with Mavo here. This this potentially could be one of those big E3 surprises that we actually get a chance to see in the flesh. I think we might see it there. What are your thoughts and expectations? for stalker too,
3: yeah stalker so anybody who didn't have the privilege of having a pc to play the original stalker uh definitely missed out now again i'm a console only player there was a couple of games that i made sure i went to buddy's houses and lived there for a while one of them <laughs> diablo 2 yes uh and then stalker was the other one okay um I, I, you know, again, I, I'm not a coward like Zemi. I have a problem with with certain horror games as I get older. However, you know, again, <laughs> you give me weapons, you, you you give me tons of ammo, you you give me all the good stuff, and I'll take on anything. So, um, Stalker never had that feeling for me. Stalker is uh, a little bit more psychological than it is jump scary, um, because it's just super dark. So, for anybody who did not have the privilege of playing the first Stalker game. Uh, this is going to be an eye-opening experience because we know, we know how big Fallout is. Okay, take Fallout and turn it into a darker-themed kind of game. That's what you have in Stalker, okay? You have an expansive world. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, Stalker is based upon uh, the Chernobyl uh, accident, right? The the nuclear meltdown. Correct, yes. Uh, this is an alternate reality where after the nuclear meltdown, um, uh, uh, like kind of these psychic anomalies and these abilities start showing up in people, right? Um, and the zone uh, that's cordoned off because of the the meltdown uh, is a hot spot, right? And scientists use it to experiment with all these anomalies and these new abilities, okay? And then um, sometimes uh, what happens is these anomalies create uh, powerful objects, right? They, they have powers, okay? And So artifacts, let's call them. So what happens is a group of people called stalkers uh, go into this zone illegally to hunt down these artifacts. Okay, and that's kind of the premise of the game. So you've got uh, the military trying to protect uh, and keep people out. So you've got the military factions uh, involved and then within the zones themselves have developed other factions, right? And they all have their own ideas about what should be happening in the zone. So you have this big group of people divided up who all have different ideas, and some stalkers work alone and some stalkers work in groups, right? To find the stuff, because obviously the stuff is valuable, right? And that's what the premise of the game is. So within the zone, you've got, You know creatures that have mutated human beings that have mutated and all sorts of crazy stuff going on within the zone and that's the premise of stalker so you as a stalker get to go into the zone and you're hunting all this stuff down now that it gives you I mean you got this is why when I when I hear that they're expanding this game even further and now they're talking about hundreds of hours if you want to do side missions from what I remember when I played stalker one. This excites the hell out of me because that means they took everything that made Stalker, the first one, great and are now just growing it out even further. And again, when I say it's like Fallout, it is. You are meeting groups of people. You have to deal with different factions, your decisions and and what you want to do. Uh, actually do make a difference and make an impact on how you play and where you're able to go and who you're fighting. So it's a big deal. And in the first stalker, you had multiple endings as well. And some of those endings were based upon something as stupid as how much money you earned. Okay during the game because you earn money obviously for gathering these artifacts right so but there's other things too you know again they had branching stories and they had multiple expansions for the first stalker that gave you different stories from different points of view from different people. So this game sounds incredibly aggressive uh, and ambitious. And for the people that never got to experience Stalker, I think when they get their hands at Stalker 2, again, going into Game Pass, which is fantastic, you're going to have, you know, probably by the point this comes out, if it does hit when they think it's going to probably towards the latter half holiday 2021, um, I would imagine, or fall, uh, you're going to have, you know, 30 plus million people with the opportunity to try a Stalker game for the first time. And again, with knowing how many Fallout fans are sitting out there right now, this could get a lot bigger and even a lot more popular than the first one did real quick if they hit it right. And it looks like from all the tech that they've shown us, this is gonna be the first game that really has the potential, uh, or one of the first, cause we don't know when it's gonna release. First games to show off uh, the next gen hardware in all of its glory, because it looks like they're taking full advantage of all the features that are available. And those little short teasers that we got, and that, you know, that obviously little uh, showcase that we got at uh, Idea uh, Xbox, uh, showing off how detailed each character model is. Uh, really could push the boundaries as to what we expect, and this has come from a smaller team. This is not this is not a gigantic team, so I think this game has the potential to really grab a lot of people because we're not going to have a new Fallout for a while. We got Fallout 76. We're not going to see new Fallout for years to come here, uh, with the way things are looking right now. This could fill that void, and a lot of people could fall in love with this game. Um, you know, and again it's a huge deal for game pass whether the exclusivity is a short period or long period we, we're not going to find out because even if it ends after three months they might not have actually developed uh you know a ps5 version which will take time for them to port over to the ps5 um so it winds up becoming a longer exclusive anyways i don't care i want as many people as possible to get a hold of stalker two, um but for the meantime You know, again, for those of us that have Game Pass Ultimate or Game Pass, who cares? We're getting it for free. We're not going to have to pay $70 or whatever they decide to put this out at over on the other side. If it does come out over there, who cares? Who cares at this point i don't i'm like mav i really don't care it it doesn't it doesn't affect me because i know i'm set i i got my i have my game pass i'm getting it day and date right that's all that matters to me but again for anybody who is at all kind of interested go back and read some of the stories about stalker there's still videos up people are still playing it to this day it's a fantastic series again if you liked metro that's that's from the, the group that broke off from the yes, original team. Yes, I'm glad you bring that yes. up
0: because that is exactly a great point that a lot of people don't know. That team yep. that makes the Metro made all three Metro games are a part, were yes. originally a part of the Stalker development house and yep. broke off to make their own version of Stalker in Metro.
3: Exactly, exactly, exactly. And the influence is there. Um, you know, again, it's, it's still from what this description is for stalker 2 and again we won't know until we get our hands on it but you're talking about an exponentially bigger version of metro or like a fallout where you Mm. can do you know you can go explore as much as you want to and have all these side adventures that may be more memorable than even the main one is right. And that is what gets my juices flowing. Uh, so I can't wait to see more. I, I think I'm like, I'm like Mav and you boom. I think we may see it. E3, especially yes. if it's going to come out this year. I think we will, have a bigger, you know, like a, like a full blowout kind of deal where they show some more gameplay um, and, and give us a release date if they're still in the works for this year. I, I definitely think that makes sense.
0: You know what? So again, this is a very interesting article, uh, an interview um, that they talked about branching paths with these side these side quests exactly. that open exactly. up to bigger yep. parts of the game that you could logistically not ever find unless you're looking for right. I think that in itself tells me that not only is the lore something to be uh, that something to be had but these side missions you know what man I mean it, again I, I go looking for everything and, and like I always go down a path and if it splits, I'll go to the right or the left. I never go straight to just do the story. And then during this, is what you saw very good in the witcher, even though I'm not a big witcher game fan. I I know it's terrible to say um, the game I thought was too big and I hated the the, the inventory system, but getting back to stalker um, I think that the branching paths will give you like if you really are into the lore, this is the game that looks like it's going to keep delivering time and time again. And you know, what's crazy it's not going to cost you nothing but your subscription. And that is, it, that is just bananas. Again, adding more quality to Xbox Game Pass, proving that, the, again, if you, if you are someone that is not a part of the Xbox family, you, you're going to have to, I'm not saying you're going to have to, you're going to want to be a part of the conversation. And I think that is, wh- we're, we're starting to see all of the plans of Microsoft come to fruition. You know the three hundred dollar console, which I think is going to be two fifty this this um, this fall. Game Pass, you know, uh, playing online. It's 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 it feels plan is coming to fruition right in front of horizon it's a very exciting time before i get on to the next topic i have to catch up on some of these incredible super chats that have come in gamers play hud zero he after drops a two dollar super chat says boom nathan's arcade forged hud zero i miss it a lot yeah dude those were the days and that's cool that we see again the world is not that big um (laughs) Dan the Man Cunningham drops a very generous $5 super chat and says good morning Boom and panel may the Schwartz be with you indeed. What a great film. What a fantastic parody on Star Wars. Spaceballs. Spaceballs is just awesome. Uh, Gamer by Choice drops a very generous $5 super chat and says just showing showing support for Boom and the panel. In the words of Ice-T, you are all players. (laughs) I love it, dude. Thanks for being here. And Toto Dope drops a very generous file. super and says would you guys bring Mooch on the show one day I think you guys would have fun as a matter of fact the history with me Mooch goes very deep it's because of him I got into podcasting and that's because of his generosity that allowed me to join Crossfire as a you know a community member that came on once and I did my check mark you know everyone has their 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 bucket list me was to Get on a podcast. And it happened once, twice. And then he invited me on to be a regular panel member. And I did that for two long, awesome years. And I'll never never thank Mooch enough for giving me the opportunity. But if he's if he's home, maybe we'll get him on one day. I, I you know Mooch and I are still great friends, and he does a lot. If we don't agree on everything, that is for sure. But he does a lot on on Crossfire on Friday evenings. But I do want to move on to topic number two, and let's see. Well, actually, it would be technically top topic number three. I want to do a little uh, Halo talk here, um, and um, you know, listen. This fall, Halo Infinite should be. Everything and anything all the Xbox communities have been asking for and uh and we should be doing nothing but talking about this game post e3 2021 for an abundance of reasons now besides the 11 plus months of polish to the single player campaign that we have that has happened the multiplayer aspect is still a clo- is still, uh, certainly still cloaked by a massive shadow of secrecy now thanks to a story that i pulled from the pages of game rant we now know that 343i's newest addition to the shooter box known as xbox um has the chief coming back in a big way but more importantly he's bringing with him for multiplayer two things that are going to set it apart from many of the other shooters on the market uh first of all besides the halo lore besides Obviously, Spartan versus Spartan, which is still some of the best online gaming I've personally ever experienced. You're going to be getting day one, 120 frames per second support and new to the series. There's going to be a free to play mode opening the door for many new fans. Now, um, you know, subtly. Microsoft has been introducing the chief to many new gamers. Obviously, he's in Fortnite, and we're seeing people use him, especially the younger generation, use him more now than ever. We have word that during E3, 2021 microsoft's phil spencer could potentially announce on stage on the nintendo stage of all places that master chief is a confirmed character for smash brothers again opening this new character uh, well, this old character to new gamers but one of the things in this story that i got very excited for because depending on who you ask as a halo player everyone has their favorites me personally Halo 3 is probably my favorite multiplayer of all time in all of the Halos. Now, I understand that 5 did a lot with Warzone. I take nothing away from what they, do- what they did then. But for me personally, Halo 3 still reigns supreme. And we're hearing that because it was so popular and because they're now listening to the fans. That's talking about us. The people that are going to be in the trenches playing these games or playing Halo Infinite. Halo 3's abilities are going to be coming back in a big way. Now I don't know if that's the bubble shield. I don't know if it's do. Due- well, we know do wielding is not coming back, but you know there's a lot of supposed again r- rumored to be coming back regarding um, Halo Three. I'm super super stoked, um, but uh, it's 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 something. R- what I really enjoy about what we're going to potentially get is they could easily just fall back on how incredible Warzone was and make a great single-player uh, campaign. I think we would all be very happy with that. But they're going to really do some big things on PC. And, I, and, and, and w- something else to add to the conversation regarding new things and what they have in store for PC players is cross-play uh, crossplay. With console players. Now some people may dig that or not. Super ultra wide support. And triple key binds. Now I don't know what triple key binds means. I I don't play on PC so I don't know. But apparently. um, Halo Infinite on PC is being built from the ground up. With the platform strength in mind. Now. uh, We do have an update to the story. Regarding of what we're going to see during E3 2021. And this comes from creative director. Joseph Staten who said that 3-4 Industries has glorious plans in place for Halo Infinite's update this summer. And this is what he had to say. While I hope you enjoyed this month's 1,000-word screenshots, we know that video games are worth at least 10,000 words, and the great news is that this summer, i.e. game industry event season, is just around the corner, and we have glorious plans for all of the Halo fans around the world. Zemi, I gotta go first to you because you are one of our biggest Halo fans. When you hear that we're getting 120 frames per second day one. When you hear that it's going to be free to play, more people potentially going to jump in. But now getting word from Joseph Staten that we're going to be seeing, we're going to see that they have glorious plans. What are your expectations for Halo Infinite at E3 2021?
2: Um, you know, I, I really, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd be lying if I said that, I, I've been thinking about it every single day. Um, I have been thinking about it, but not every single day. Hashtag uh, Boo Zemi. <laughs> hashtag Boo Zemi. You know, <laughs> I've I've made this this idea very public, and it's you know I am excited for Halo. I'm really excited for Halo. I love Halo. Um, I can't wait to see what they do. And I've, you know, I've also said that, you know, on the show many times publicly that I hope that they bring multiplayer back in a big way and that Halo becomes the king uh, of multiplayer shooters again, at least on Xbox, right? Um, But... I'm also trying to temper my expectations because I was really not very impressed with with uh, you know with with you know Halo 5 story, Halo 4's multiplayer. I just don't feel that, you know, 343's really hit it out of the park yet, so I'm really tempering those expectations. Um at E3, I I really hope that, you know, we we see uh, more gameplay from the story, of course um we we kind of get a better idea of how exactly is the single player going to be played um you know because we we you know it kind of looks open world but they've said that it's not really open world and and i i really kind of want to see how how you're going to be interacting with the you know and, and navigating around the environments of the game to experience the story of course i want to see multiplayer like i really want to see multiplayer at this e3s event um i i I mean, ultimately, I would like to see every bit of probably 20 minutes of, you know, Halo Infinite from, you know, developer interviews to actual gameplay video to, you know, watching somebody maybe even uh, play multiplayer and, and 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 um, you know, have, uh, you know, commentary on, on the backside of that. Um, I, I definitely think that, you know, Halo is going to play a huge 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 part this e3 we're definitely going to get a lot of news a lot of information for the game um because hey it's coming out this year right you know uh, I, I believe november right like that's what all of us are kind of thinking and i, and I think i'm that's pretty sure pretty it's going to be different. november
0: 15th just just to celebrate the uh, the official 20 years of both the xbox and the master chief i i, I think and again i know that I've, I've actually had people dm me and say like how are we As podcasters, as an Xbox show, gonna celebrate it. As we get closer to the end of the year, we're gonna be doing special um, event podcasts celebrating Xbox in its 20 years and and we're going to look back at some of the biggest titles again it's not going to be a one show thing i think that we're going to run that through the whole month of november so we can celebrate it in a proper manner but please continue was that me
2: yeah no <clears throat> i mean so you know we're we're looking at you know potentially a november launch date i mean it's may right now it just became may i mean the year is flying by super quick next month i believe is june if i still know how to look at a calendar <laughs> and you know we're looking at E3, right? You know it, it's going to be no time <clears throat> until you know this game is launching into Game Pass, uh, and and there's still a lot of information that that needs to be put out. Um, so I, I I expect a really really that, that Halo Infinite is going to have a a a big uh section of this year's e3 showing and i can't wait to watch it and 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 see it and and have a lot of my uh you know questions um answered on on you know how is the game going to really ultimately play and you know really what does it look like right now like they've shown us some incredible screenshots that that look you know night and day difference from what we saw last year uh, but seeing a screenshot and seeing live video on screen are two very different things. So I, I'm very, very excited for E3. I'm really excited to see Halo. But I'm also trying to temper my expectations because I do, you know, remember 343's history so far with, with Halo. And that doesn't mean that they can't come out and make a banger. A lot of what I'm seeing for Halo has me really excited. Their, their new approach of, you know, mixing, you know, the old Halo features with the new, adding in. You know the the Halo Three ranking system for social. Um, you know, ad, uh, adding in you know uh, some of the old school Halo Three maps and, and and abilities, I think is an excellent move. You know, um, adding you know I, I think we've been hearing about them potentially adding in a free to play mode. That's going to do uh, wonders to to help. You know, Halo become more competitive with, you know, Call of Duty Warzone and Fortnite and Apex Legends and all these other free to play games, and it's no surprise that those are super popular because they are free to play and 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 they really, you know, uh, welcome in new audiences that way. So I think that Halo is doing a lot of things right, but I just need to see more from them for me to really, really finally. To go to the rooftop and, and, and scream you know, to everyone that I cannot wait for this game to come out, and I'm super excited. But as it stands, I will be playing it day one. I'm super excited to see E3. Uh, I, I just I can't wait to see more information about it.
0: You know, I, there are a couple people in the chat are very excited. One person, I, 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 I got to see if I could remember. What the heck is it? it said that they're, gonna, they're, they're, they're so excited they're going to purchase it. I, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I'm hoping that they go balls to the wall like they did with Halo 3. I'm talking about a new console, special edition console, controllers, you name it. I'm getting in on the ground floor. Now, Microsoft isn't giving me nothing. Uh, My show is too small to get any promotional stuff, so I'm going to be buying it out out of my pocket, and I I I honestly don't care. Um, I I hope that they release a a Series X because I will will rebuy one. Again, more controllers, whatever else they want to add to this game. I, I they, they, they not only have to release a game, and I believe they're going to release one of the best Halos of all time. I think that one of the biggest issues that many people walked away from the July 23rd show of last year was not the gameplay in Halo. A lot of people were, you know, were bent out of shape. As you see, I just got murdered by a a trap. It was awful. Uh, That were just not wowed by the graphics. There was some pop in. Look, I walked away looking at that gameplay, and I was floored because it was new. It was a lot of new stuff, but it also felt familiar and not familiar in a way that was boring. It felt familiar in a way that got me excited to play an open world Halo game. But when you add uh, Joseph Staten to the conversation and you turn around and you say, well, they've been they've been following. They've they've been polishing this game for what is going to be in June 11 months. And they're still going to be polishing the game because the game doesn't come out for another four months after that. This is going to probably be. A stunner of a Halo. And I think that we may even get those same feelings that when you open when you put when you first put on Halo 4 on the Xbox 360, and you are like, I can't believe what my eyes are seeing. I think we're gonna get that. I really think we're gonna be wowed by it. Mav, I want to get your opinion on some of the information that we have on Halo Infinite. Again, it's very cryptic. Uh, it, there, there's not a lot to go here, but they are constantly giving us updates, uh, monthly. And of course, I'm talking about three, four, three industries, giving us some backstory. When you heard the head of, of three, four, three, which is now Joseph Staten, he has, he has reclaimed the throne and hopefully he, he, he wants up taking over, uh, the, the position full time. I think we're going to get something special. Where did your confidence fall? for what we're going to see at this year's E3 when you hear Joseph Staten says we have glorious plans for the fan base.
1: Well, glorious plans gives me glorious expectations. <laughs> so <laughs> now is not the time for tempering for me personally. I It's the time for boiling. I mean, I've freaking been waiting for a new Halo game since Halo 5, which was with it wasn't... Like, Halo 5 wasn't necessarily, like, a disappointment for me as much as it was a disappointment that it the whole... Everything around Halo was disappointing ar- around the time. Like, the hype fizzled out. Uh, people were trashing it. People were not excited for Halo anymore. And there was all this build-up that led to, like, this overall disappointment from the community and everything. And, and it kind of this it's stagnated now over the course of this whole generation right and we're getting this buildup and this renewed uh focus of hype now again and it's bringing everybody back to halo where we're getting excited we're getting updates from the master chief collection uh constantly we're getting um all this cool stuff they just released a new map you know And then you come out and you have Joe Staten back with uh, the team in charge of Halo and giving news like this and updates like this, saying the words like glorious and stuff. It just like, it gives me all this hope of my favorite game franchise of all time rising back from the ashes to prominence and... Becoming, again, number one shooter in console gaming. And I think it is going to happen because 343 is a... With the problems that they have had in the past, they are extremely talented. What they've needed is direction, and I think...
0: Guidance, yes, 100%. I think
1: one of the forefathers of Halo, one of the guys that is maybe him and marty o'donnell personally i i hold as two people that are the most responsible for me for what i love about halo right and to have one of those guys back on the team in charge at, at high up position directing things now making sure everything you can just sense it you can feel it you can just tell that hey they 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 fumbled the ball with the, with the whole reveal thing they did before. Personally, I was still excited about what I saw. I mean, if and you look at the that screen, this does not girl. look bad.
0: This this is no. the July 23rd showing. I, I would be excited to play this game, but I'm happy that they delayed it to make it better. It's just going to be better. It's just going to look better. It's going to play better.
1: Uh, they're taking all of the hardcore fans' uh, notes and everything to tweak it to just give us... The supreme halo experience you know i just, i think this game halo infinite is going to be played probably more than any other halo game in this next generation i more, agree. more than any any other xbox game this this next generation like period i think this halo infinite is going to be number one xbox of the of the generation and it's going to keep getting updated and updated year after year and it's gonna launch with just looking gorgeous and lots of content and I, I I think they're going to surprise us at e3 with a bunch of amazing news and a, a, a bunch of amazing stuff or maybe a separate little Halo event they could have oh, around because yeah. he said he said he did say like it's the like gaming conference season, right? He didn't say mm-hmm. necessarily E3, right? So maybe
0: it's big maybe enough the, you know something that type of new light. I I, I like what you're putting down here because I want to add something to this conversation there, Matt. First of all, great on you for bringing this up. And I want to say this. Halo, listen, I get it with a lot of people. Oh, it's just Halo. You know what? You could say the same shit about, oh, it's just God of War. Oh, it's just Uncharted. Oh, it's just whatever. You know what? The same way you get excited for a new horizon that's coming out, which I am, If you're not excited for Halo, you know what? I hear you. But there is, it it is a classic IP. And just because it's an old IP does not mean it can't come back in a big way. And I think we're going to get that. And I think you're onto something here. I think that Halo is so big. I think it's so relevant and so important to Xbox that it should absolutely, in fact, during the E3 or even before, get its own one hour conference. You know what I'm saying?
3: Get yeah, its own I think
0: it time it. to breathe.
1: Yeah, I think it deserves it. I think it. I think it needs it. I think um, there's going to be too much to just give us a little 10 minute gameplay clip glimpse and and plus when you do something like that you only leave this vertical slice for people to judge and analyze you're not taking in the whole bigger picture and the scope of what everything this game is and that's one of the mistakes they made with how they showed it the last time they yeah. just took an unfinished product and hit in gameplay on th- that was even old and then yeah. like, here's 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 a, a segment of the game and let's not really give you any other details that much right like uh, they need to do a deep dive on Halo. They need to have a Halo event. And at that Halo event, also show us the first uh, footage of that Halo TV series that's coming out next year. Uh, build the hype on the Halo, because Halo is more than just a game. It's it's a universe. It's a world. They, they have so many stories they can tell. Halo Wars 2 just got an FPS boost. I'm excited to go and check that out again, because it desperately needed it. Um, I am super hyped for this, because if Halo infinite succeeds and we keep building this hype that means we're going to get more halo everything yeah and i love halo like star like star like star wars is a thing you know for gaming you know halo is is that thing right and there's no other game franchise that's capable of as much um with that kind of lore and expansions and different stories and and all these different things than halo so th- this is a huge event. We don't get one of these every year. It's not Call of Duty. It's not Battlefield. We don't get one of these every couple of years. It's been how long has it been since we got Halo 5? Five? Five uh, years. It'd
0: be six years this year.
1: It's a huge event, right? And Halo—it's time for Halo to come to come back. And I think the excitement and the hype and the general overall um, feeling for Halo and and the overall community—that's not even just Halo fans—is starting to starting to. Turn a little bit to where they're starting to get excited again for this yeah, franchise. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I hope that keeps going. I think they're going to nail it.
0: Well, I, you know what, I think what they're doing at three four three, and I think that this may be Joseph Staten's. Uh, uh, um, I don't want to say it's fault. His reasoning for these these updates, constantly giving us updates on what's going on. I think might he might he might be at the core of that. And if that, yeah. and, and if that in fact is the case, his leadership skills immediately jump right out to the front it reminds of reminds you of bungee.net back in the day doesn't it i uh, i mean it does it, it, it definitely gives us some vibes and he obviously worked with bungie for years right so it's it is it's something that the brand needed I, i'm very happy to know that uh it was delayed i think they did the right thing obviously if it would have been if it would have launched in, in its current state it would have never recovered i like that they said you know what we're just gonna take uh, you know, we're gonna take our, our time with this. They gave him plenty of time to polish. I mean, we've we've heard people, even Joseph Staten, said he's played the game through multiple times, and he loves it, and he loves the story, which I think the story it's in itself is gonna be massive. The fact that the 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 banished are are the main crux of the story, which is an extension from Halo Wars two, is huge. The fact that we may get the Flood to return, the it, it's it's. There's a lot to be excited here, but I, I gotta hear from Pong Soul. Pong, you know, you always know how to take this conversation to uh, and turn it up to eleven. Seeing what we got in front of us, okay, this wasn't the greatest showing, but we know that they're gonna come back in a big way. And if Polish was the only thing that they needed to do, I think what we're gonna get besides a great story, besides classic Halo returning. We're going to get one of the best-looking ones in this series. Where are your expectations based on what Joseph Staten just had to say?
3: My, my expectations are off the charts. Um, you know, again, I, we've talked about this so much, Boom, and it's so important to Xbox to have Halo uh, in a healthy uh, spot um, and doing well. Uh, it is just important because it is what made Xbox Xbox. And so for all those reasons, uh, when you think about the history uh, and what it means as a as a franchise, not only just to Xbox, but into video games in general, uh, you always want to see these guys succeed. And 343 has taken their their share of criticism, Um, much of it uh, not warranted, some of it warranted. Um, But I think at the end of the day, um, they are going to do right buy this franchise and you know again you're never going to make everybody happy i'm sorry to say gamers (laughs) gamers have a way of finding something about some you know about any game uh to not like if it's not exactly what they wanted which it rarely is so uh at the end of the day 343 i think uh needs to just i think they've found the balance especially with joseph Staten coming back i've said this multiple times but there's just this Strange feeling that suddenly, and again, it, it might be a combination of the year delay, um, you know, along with uh, uh, Joseph coming back, but there's just this weird feeling that the chaos around Halo Infinite died down. And again, a lot of it was not 343's fault when you take into consideration that there was a pandemic going on, and we've seen the problems that's caused giant studios and small studios alike um you know but at the same time to have that stability when joseph Staten came back and kind to give that expert eye one of the original creators of halo to give his eye to his old baby and to say this is working this is where we need to kind of polish this stuff up uh but to give his eye to his give his critical eye and and be able to point out some aspects that need work on um but also to praise the team for what he obviously liked. He he thought I I mean I think there's been many quotes from him that he loved the story and how yes. it turned out and they didn't really go back and change a whole lot to the No they're just polishing. They're yeah, literally they're not, not changing anything. Exactly. So to get that kind of confidence boost to a team that kind of been taking hits from all sides from you know a, a man of Joseph Staten's stature uh within the halo franchise is is probably a big deal and probably helped calm some nerves down and i think that what we've seen uh the roadmap that they've kind of laid out to us and these these updates again feels like the old days of halo when we got a consistent drip of information and each time they we got another drip it was another quality drip right it wasn't it wasn't something that that left a bitter taste in our mouth at, at all it's something that said okay now i can see what you guys are doing over there all right now i get it look at this look at this improvement that you guys do- have done look at this look at that and again like you talked about boom like math talked about you know that old feeling of halo is definitely there again not i'm not a fanatical fan i'm a casual halo fan i've enjoyed all the halos i haven't had a problem with any of them you know, I don't have that critical eye for him, but to hear the guys who are, you know, like you, Boom, and like Mav, um, to to say it had that old feeling, I could definitely see where that came across. And I think as long as they keep that intact, fix the obvious issues that were there, which was obviously part of the plan, I don't think they ever intended upon releasing it the way that it was, uh, you know. love to hear the story as to why they showed what they did uh, at the time and what the decision process was in that. But I don't think they ever had the intention of releasing it that way. Um, You know, but at the same time, now that we have this extra year, we're seeing the results and the final vision of what they always intended this to be. It's not going to make everybody happy, but they have... A supposed 10-year plan for yes us. this is not with multiple
0: a, side stories
3: right this is not the typical halo that we've received where we're going to get the Halo, you're going to play through the campaign and then it's just going to be multiplayer 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 non-stop although some people love to do that this is going to be an ever-expanding game right this is going to be a game that continues to give us new content down the road so it is vital for them to have it hit right away to grab people and 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 create that sense that people want to stick around in the universe waiting for that next content drop and a part of it is the multiplayer because obviously if people are still engaged with the multiplayer the minute that there's a campaign drop and you're able to hop in with your buddies whether it's mm-hmm. you know three other buddies or whatever the limit is and you'll be able to hop in and go experience that content with you know, your friends that you're now playing the multiplayer with, that's a huge deal that keeps people engaged. And again, engagement is the new buzzword, but that's what they're going for with this Halo Infinite. And I think they're setting up a base, uh, you know, a, a world where people are going to want to stick around in and continue to be, uh, you know, grow with the game. And if they want to make this 10 year plan work, obviously they have to do something uh to bring back the 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 old fans as well as grab those new friend, uh, fans and bring those people in game pass is going to go a long way to doing that the free to play aspect of it is going to go a long way to doing that and, and i think that what we're seeing here and what we all expect to see at e3 is a culmination of everything that's happened up to this point sometimes sometimes you have to take a step back in order to go forward. And with what happened last year and the decision that was made to, you know, again, delay it for a year to give the team more time, I think in the end and ultimately will be the biggest uh, benefit and the biggest turning point for Halo Infinite uh, when we look back on it. And if it hits right and it becomes that franchise again, that people, again, it never really went away. And there's so much competition out there. You know, we're never going to get back to the days where, you know, we saw newscasts about, you know, people waiting out in line for three days for the next Halo and mobs <laughs> and people. It's not like that anymore. There's too much competition. Nothing does that really anymore. But at the same point, we get back to the point where everybody's talking about Halo. Uh, or or waiting for that next content drop or those new maps to show up whatever it is right if we get back to that point again where it's constantly on people's minds they've done their job and yeah. this 10 year plan it could be a reality
0: yeah you know i, you know what? I, I i'm going to say this um if you saw what uh when they were showing what the team did right after the craig reveal you know obviously then craig the brute right they, they they were all wearing craig the brute t-shirts T-shirts. Uh, I think Phil Spencer actually shared that photo because he stopped by the studio, and I I love that how it became it became a thing. I'm gonna say this right now, and I know people from Xbox listen to this show. Who they are, I'm not sure. I know that Larry Herb every now and again tunes in, which is pretty dope. Uh, I'm gonna say this: um, if there's one particular um, um, idea that I hope that they take and run with, and and don't get you don't have to give me any credit whatsoever. I want to see this come to fruition. I think it would almost be a wasted opportunity not to take Greg the, uh, Craig the Brute uh, and make him a part of the UNSC. Uh, and 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 you say to yourself, well, why would they do that? Well, because maybe because of the banished, they killed his family and he wants revenge and the only way he can get it. Because he, he's not strong enough to do it himself. He, I mean, again, why not make this 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 Craig the Brute have an original story based on the memes? How freaking cool would that be as one of those side stories to push this along for uh, the, the 10-year plan? I think it's a fantastic idea. Now, does Microsoft think it's a fantastic idea? Does 343? Three, I don't know, but I think that they need to do something with that character, not just make him a T-shirt. They it's a, should it's part take of history now. Yeah. One hundred percent.
3: Embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's fantastic. Well,
0: absolutely. One hundred percent. But listen, again, this is I I, I I could talk about Halo all day. I'm very excited for this year for a couple of reasons. Obviously, 20 year 20th uh, anniversary of Xbox It's the 20th anniversary of Master Chief and Halo Combat Evolved. And we're getting a new Halo. Uh, and so there's, there, there is a lot to get excited about, but I definitely want to move on to the last topic of the show. This one's pretty big and meaty, but I definitely have to catch up on some of the Super Chats. Uh, we had Kirby Louise drop an additional $5 and says, Mega happenings, emails revealed. By Epic versus Apple in court between Phil Spencer and Tim Sweeney confirmed that Microsoft was and probably still is working on xCloud on other consoles. That's pretty freaking interesting. Um, Lucius Augustus drops a very generous fight out. super says the game needs to be a banger. Halo is, no, Halo needs this. Xbox need a, needs a solid win that will propel the platform forward. I, listen, I think it is going to be the start of hit after hit after hit. Because we know for the most part, right, we're getting avowed we know we're getting a perfect dark we know we're getting a fable we know we're getting all of these we're getting a new um uh, we're um, getting two new forces um, a boom. bunch starfield. starfield starfield a whole bunch of other yes. games but i honestly think that halo is going to be the start of when we look and see that they have turned a corner in regards to you know, no longer missing these triple A bangers. You know, we see some people in the community say that there's been there's been 600 days since there's been a triple A banger. Well, I I don't know what people are talking about because there's been quite a few since then. And uh, yes, one is Gears Five, which is a banger, and the last was the Forza, Forza Horizon uh, Four, which is still a banger. So I, I don't know what people are talking about, but I think we're going to see a very different Xbox um uh in this generation and we're already seeing it folks we are already seeing that come to fruition we had um xth 27 drop a very generous five hours of jen says hope everyone on the panel has a great day well i hope you have a great day too brother and thank you for the generosity and dan lazaro drops a very generous five hours of jen says the older you get the more you temper expectations for everything or you're always going to be disappointed. People now expect everything to be a 10 out of 10. You know, funny, I just want to add about expectations for E3. Now, I recently discovered a new podcast, um, and I've listened to it. I just never listened to it consistently, and I do now, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm talking about the Xbox Era podcast, uh, and one of the hosts is a gentleman by the name of Special Ed, and this is an industry insider that knows a lot of shit. And on last week's episode, where they had Miles Pierre as a guest, he said, he says, listen, uh, you know, when talking about Microsoft's, uh, uh, you know, conferences, I always tell people it's Microsoft, you know what you're going to get, temper expectations. Well, apparently, he has gotten a, a, a bird's eye view of what's going to be shown. And he actually said live on the podcast, this is the one time I tell you, don't. Temper your expectations," he said. Because what I have seen, which I cannot disclose, they are really bringing it at this E3. So take that for what it's worth. And based on what Special Ed had to say, and um, I'm ex- I'm expecting some big things. But again, folks, let's let's get into the final topic, and this is one of the bigger topics of the show for sure. For sure, uh, you know when when you talk about IO Interactive, right? It's easy to equate them with hitman because that's pretty much all they've done for quite some time they just released hitman 3 to unbelievable uh both critical response and success but commercial success as well now they are on their own doing their own thing they recently announced they are doing and uh, confirmed that project 007 is an original um james bond game that they're working on but in a story that I pulled from WCCF Tech, um, we have some new information that they're working on uh, another IP. And apparently, it's a fantasy IP. It's a dream project for the lead producer. And it looks like it potentially could be an Xbox exclusive. Now, uh, according to CEO Hack, uh, I believe it's Hacken A. Abrack. He recently hinted in a video interview with GameIndustry.biz that not only are they working on James Bond and continuing the uh, support for Hitman 3, but they're working on several other projects. Now, this is what Hacken had to say. He says, "We've created four IPs from scratch. We're always in incubate. We we, we have we always have incubation and R&D going." We we always have these crazy ideas and worlds and characters that we are thinking of. Without going into too much detail, we have a third universe that we're working actively on, which is a bit different and absolutely a love child of this company. It is something our core people, our veteran staff, have been dreaming about for some time, so I'm equally excited with this particular one, as one of our other two universes. Now, according to a fresh report penned by Windows Central, the third game in development at IO Interactive could be an Xbox exclusive due to it being published by Microsoft. Also, Eurogamer has independently cooperated the report with their own sources, so it looks more and more likely that this is true now panel I have to go to you immediately and I'm going to go to I want to go to uh, Zemi Games Zemi you are one of our biggest RPG fans and you can't get enough of them to know to to know that IO Interactive is actively working on a third IP one of which is fantasy based Mm -hmm. that would really potentially put Microsoft on the fast track to being the Platform <laughs> for open world RPGs based on what they have coming out. You know, the obviously, yeah. they have a vow, they have fable, they have everything coming from Bethesda, and now another one. What are your thoughts on this, dude?
2: Um, I'm happy. Uh, I, I love RPGs, man. I love Western like RPGs, fantasy RPGs, sci-fi rpgs, whatever it may be. I love me some RPGs and <laughs> One thing that I thought was very, very disappointing last generation was there was really a pretty big, like, lapse uh, in fantasy, like, RPGs. And just kind of Western RPGs in general compared to what we got during the 360 generation. uh, We just really did not get a tremendous number of, you know, high-quality AAA RPGs. And to think this generation, I mean, we have Hogwarts Legacy, which, I mean, you know i'm I'm really excited for it. I mean, that's a fantasy RPG, right? right. Uh, avowed Elder Scrolls, uh, Dragon Age uh, four. I mean, like the list just I mean, just keep on going on, right? but but let's just take it a step further than that. Just just fantasy and in and, and kind of medieval games just in general. I mean, you can also throw Hellblade uh, up into the conversation. and and whenever looking at PlayStation, we always see, you know, first, uh, you know, like their first party lineup is, you know, uh, third person, mature, uh, you know, kind of gritty, uh, very amazing, you know, single player games, and it really kind of seems like Xbox, you know, what 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 they're doing is, is you know, RPGs, you know, with with a huge emphasis on fantasy, you know, RPGs with with you know, Fable. Um so I mean it definitely seems like Xbox if if you are a fan of RPGs, you know, specifically, you know, western fantasy RPGs, Xbox is your box, right? Um and then adding in that, you know, this 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 new, you know, title could potentially be you know, a, a, you know, uh, you know, a, a second party Xbox exclusive or what have you, uh, it's incredible. I mean, I'm, I'm overjoyed, you know, I, I, it's, it's my favorite genre for sure. Right. And, you know, we didn't, like I said before, we, we got a ton of, you know, games like that in this genre during the 360 generation, barely anything for the Xbox one generation. So to see this genre have such a huge comeback, you know, uh, during during the Xbox Series generation is is incredibly exciting for me. I I cannot wait. I I love IO Interactive. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Hitman uh you know franchise, and I I'm very interested to see what they're you know working on, and and I'm excited. I'm excited for all these fantasy RPGs, but now I'm just excited for another one.
0: Well, you know what what I love about this story is what it proves to me. Is Microsoft is not just looking through a telescope and pinpointing that they need stuff. You know now, this is stuff that you know the Star Wars. Uh, you know a game that's currently uh, potentially in development. Multiple Star Wars games, from what we understand, mm-hmm. they are looking to. Uh, satisfy gamers now and, and you know something it, it, using Xbox Game Pass is probably the best thing that they ever thought of because they really did pull um uh, a, 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 a several pages out of Sony's book because obviously when the PlayStation 4 first came out didn't have a lot of good games and it took years to get these bangers remember yeah they, they were sprinkled out there but you didn't start seeing them str- you know um you know constantly uh come out like you did in 2018 2019 and 2020 right Mm -hmm. that took years to get there so seeing stories like this excites me for a lot of reasons because microsoft has shown us what's coming in the next two to three years but this is a game that may not come out for four years and it's going to follow on the heels of avowed it's going to follow on the heels of fable these games have the potential to be triple a bombs for xbox and they're exclusive and they're in xbox game pass so great points as always we had a super chat just come in from Reggie Mobile Nine, who drops a very generous $5 super chat says, Great show, boom, and panel. I'm a huge RPG fan. So, the more RPGs is always a great thing. This generation looks like it's going to be the golden age in the making. Indeed, I absolutely yes. agree with you for sure. Mav, let's get your opinion on this. You know, when you hear these rumors, and it's usually from one one source, or it's from a Reddit post, or it's from someone on Twitter. You gotta kind of take it with a grain of salt. But when you start hearing people like Jez Corden talk about it, and people like Special Ed from Xbox Era, and now we're having uh, you know uh, other people uh, like Eurogamer uh, corroborate these uh, these you know these rumors into actual facts. Where do you sit on an IO Interactive? xbox published new fantasy potentially open world rpg
1: i said happily i I, dude uh all right so where there's smoke there's fire and this time there's there's multiple smokes right there's like this person said it. This person said it. This person said it. And, and they're all, all credible these... sources. I think exactly that's the
0: important that the important part of the conversation. It's not
1: just some random guy that you know. Sometimes you get like somebody that claims, "Hey, I have an inside source," and nobody's ever heard of this person before, right? And and those things can tend to spread at times because they come up with some intriguing or almost factual-looking information or whatever. But this is like people we. Like, have learned to trust because they have been right all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, when it's these people, like, you tend to listen. And when it's several of these people, you tend to think, okay, well, it's definitely that's just what's going on, <laughs> right? Like, there's for me, this is no longer rumor territory, uh, personally. Um, now, what they also did say is that, hey, this is early this project is early in development it's uh possibly still in the like planning phases and stuff so yeah, things it could may, change, it may not even be right? a
0: pre-production at this point right
1: right we, we this, things like this happen and may get canceled before we were never supposed to know about this right and there's a lot of projects out there that happen that we don't ever know about that have gotten canceled or, or whatever right so um, there's, I think Miles said it on their video that he did. It's important for us to keep our expectations in check on this one, just because it would be, if this ha- if this does come to fruition and, and they continue with this project, it would be years away. And the other thing is that anything can happen, or it could even change scope of what it is, Right. So that's that's one thing. Now, when I just think about okay, but if everything actually happens like according to plan right now, then I get really excited because holy crap, this is uh, sounds really cool. You know, it, it also they said it was like an online connected world um, is one of the things they had said had mentioned that the game was yes, um, and that sounds really cool. Um, it's fantasy RPG. IO is a different thing for them, you know? Like we haven't really seen them work on something like this, so that always gets me excited. And, and starting up a new team for it, um, there's, a, there's a lot of cool things about this because um, it's good for IO. It shows that they're... I mean, IO, if, if this is happening and this proceeds, they're on fire right now, Yeah. right? I mean, they got Hitman was a success, you know? They got the Bond thing they're working on, and then they got this project, and their independent studio it's just growing, right? Like, um, it, It's amazing to see that. So I'm super happy uh, that a solid dev is having all this faith put in them and trust put in them. Um, it seems like a lot of people are wanting to work with them right now, right? Um, Microsoft reaching out to I.O. maybe to replace what didn't happen with Platinum with yep. uh, a fantasy open-world connected online game, you know, uh, it, it wouldn't necessarily be scale-bound, but it could be something similar. It sounds intriguing, sounds exciting. I want to see it. I can't wait, uh, till we eventually possibly get a reveal of something like this, so, um, yeah, it seems like all of the dots are clicking here, right? So, Dude, um, it, it just shows the investment in gaming is so high right now. Um, yeah, because we keep having these rumors and these things happen for multiple. Like we just were talking or before we went live about this coalition thing, right? And and now there's this, and I mean, dude, how many how many games are we gonna get on Xbox Game Pass that are just mind blowingly big, right? Um. And different and varied. I mean, I,
0: it, the the scope of what Microsoft is doing behind the scenes that we 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 only have a pinch of ideas, right? We only small know yeah. small piece of 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 what they're doing. Uh, again, the the plans moving forward, there's going to be so much content coming from first party that we're not going to know what to do with ourselves. And on top of the the, the first party stuff. You still have a lot of the second-party and third-party stuff that's coming into Xbox Game Pass. Again, I say this, I say this uh, not, not to be like a, an Xbox fanboy. If you're not part of the ecosystem, you are truly, truly missing the mark because there is so much going on with Xbox that if you already had a backlog, you better start playing some games because it's only going to get bigger.
1: Yeah, it, like Soccer Two as well. We were just talking about that. Like, that's not a first party game, but it's coming to Game Pass, and it's not coming on any other platforms this year. That's still it, it has the same effect for Xbox as a first party exclusive. What one hundred percent?
0: You know, and you know when you listen. Perfect example. When you add, like, look, say what you want about Second Extinction. You and I, we have the same opinion. This game gets a nine out of ten for me in preview. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I can't stop playing it. Right, but when you add games like Stalker Two like second extinction, like tunic, like the ascent. Like all of these other games that they showed off that are that are coming this year that are only available on Xbox. I, I think that 2021 could potentially be the biggest for the brand that only and again, I say only, I'm not trying to be like, you know, facetious here. I say only cuz we don't know. I still think Starfield is in September or October. I think Forza is September or October and Halo is in November. I think those are the three AAA bombs first party this year. And when you add those to this conversation, it's what they again, this conversation, what we're talking about is not so much what's coming this year. It's games like this. It's, you know, it's the James Bond game. I mean, how do do we know what James Bond is releasing for? Because we don't. What happens if they Microsoft sees James Bond, what it looks like, and they see this new fantasy IP, and they say, you know something? We are in the business of adding to And someone said it in the chat. They missed the $12 billion mark for Discord. right? They didn't buy them. They, they backed out of that deal, meaning Discord. They're having this money they have to spend. I would not be surprised if IO Interactive is one of those teams because they fit the profile. If you follow the business, like and I follow the business unbelievably to the point where it's I think I follow it too much. I owe it fits the profile of what they would want. I can see them becoming a first party and getting a James Bond locked up as an exclusive IP, getting this new fantasy IP as an exclusive. What, 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 what do you think about that, Matt?
1: absolutely it's uh, anything's on the table when MLB the show hits uh, on game pass day one right I mean it's just like uh they're willing to make deals with people the Xbox is in a spending mood right now on mm-hmm. deals right um, and so so is Sony for that matter they've proven that too so that that's gonna keep happening over over uh, with 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 that side um, but as far as Xbox like they got more money <laughs> so yeah. and guess what there's gonna be more spending. Um, this twelve billion that you said you know didn't get spent on Discord, that's just hey money that's freed up. They can uh, spend on other things now. Um, they even though there's not like there was a limit, you know yeah. they're they're in this heavy building phase right now, and the rumors of what's coming at E3 are going to if if this, everything comes to fruition of what these rumors are uh, from people like Jez Corden. And stuff, doing their Twitter emojis, you know, teases. Um, <laughs> then our world is going to change in, in yeah. the world of gaming, and it's not going to be something where we're just thinking, "Oh, what's what's going to come to Game Pass?" You know, um, how how big is Game Pass going to get? It's just going to be an explosion, an explosion of games coming to game pass and uh services coming to game pass microsoft reinvesting in the platform to grow subscriptions that's what it's all about for them right now subscriptions what does it take to, to for them to get 100 million they're willing to spend what it takes to get them to get 100 million right so they're they're driving they're they're in the spin phase they're they're driving their uh costs towards acquisitions and deals that are going to drive people to their platform and would be willing to pay pay monthly to have a uh, sustained access to great games for a long period of time. And they're going to keep spending until they get where they need to go, where they where they need to get. And that's, that's what they're doing right now. It's not going to stop. And they're going to keep adding new studios. They're going to keep making deals with these uh, game companies uh, because they have a vision. And they're being bullish about it. And it's going to happen. So... Hey, people are not used to this from Microsoft uh in the gaming world, right? Uh but it's 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 a reality now. So um I'm I'm curious how soon it's going to happen. Like what what the next news is, but the entire from people that I've talked to, it's not just Microsoft that's excited about their direction. It's also the other publishers and everybody else is excited about what Microsoft is doing and they're all wanting to get on board with it. So yeah. It's, it,
0: things are changing right now it's it's an exciting time it certainly is. Pong, let's get your final opinion on this, brother. Hearing all of this new information, where do you sit on a new fantasy IP from IO Interactive? Again, we don't know. I mean, I, I've called them. I've called. We've actually heard talks, and this is going back months and months ago, when after Hitman 3 uh, released that they potentially could be purchased by Microsoft, and that ran real cold. I think we could see that actually happen. W- w- where do you sit on a new... Uh, open world IP from I.O. who's never done anything like that before
3: I'm excited I mean again as an RPG lover um, through and through give me all the new all the biggest all the baddest RPGs you can I don't care I don't care if my backlog is you know unsustainable I don't care if I'll never finish (laughs) I I just want to experience more worlds and I want to have different visions of worlds and that's why I'm always for this I think this is exciting because we know uh, from playing hitman uh series especially hitman 3 that io puts out polished games right yeah they, they do. come out with games that are, are ready to rock and roll uh with very little uh, to no bugs uh, to no issues uh this is something that is exciting because you're getting a quality developer who has been owning their craft uh for many many years and they've gotten to the point where they are so confident that they are looking at doing their own thing Uh, they you know we heard rumors of possible acquisition um, and the mere fact that they said "Nah, we're good for now we want to stay independent right is a big deal Uh, that means that they have the confidence in their own ability and where they're going and what they see as their future which is huge and you don't have to own every single publisher out there every single developer out there if you're microsoft you're at the position now and what we're seeing here is microsoft's in charge uh of their own future they they are now they are now the captains okay Mm -hmm. they used to be reactionary right they used to be in the mode of you know trying to figure out how they were going to go ahead and counteract a move that Sony made by you know, signing a timed exclusive. It was always like, well, what's Microsoft gonna do now? Microsoft is now dictating terms, okay? And this is a continuation of that. Uh, Phil, as a gamer, loves RPGs. He, he's mentioned it many, many times, whether it's JRPGs, whether it's Western RPGs. He obviously has a plan and he has implemented that plan to make Xbox Game Pass specifically the place to play if you are an RPG lover. Okay, yeah. he wants that. And this is a part of that. Now, the other exciting thing to think about is that Phil now has access and knows what Obsidian's working on, knows what Bethesda's working on, knows what In is working on, uh, and knows what Playground Games is working on with Fable. And he saw something in IO's idea that excited him so much. If all this is true again, we don't know for a fact, but if this is all true, he saw something and his team saw something in IO IO's uh, own creation and their own idea, this, 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 you know, obviously new IP that excited them enough to go ahead and finance it. If it is going to be Xbox exclusive, that's pretty big deal because I'm yeah. talking about what well, Xbox already has access to the best Western RPG developers. Right, And they saw something here that was good enough to, you know, well thought out enough this early on to say, yeah, we're going to go ahead and bet on this game, right? That's huge. It lines up with what Phil, what I think his vision is, is that we have at least one triple A RPG coming out each year from here on out. Okay. This year, Starfield, and then we move on, whether it's, you know, whether it's fable or vowed next year, whatever the case, I think he wants at least one triple a rpg coming out per year. And so I think this this game being four to five years out looks pretty good because we don't know where Elder Scrolls 6 is in that in that timetable somewhere out there as well. But he's got it lined up perfectly because those rpgs give you some of the most engagement you can get out of any type of game. When you create a game that people are willing to spend hundreds of hours in, that those that skews those engagement numbers in your favor. And that's what they need for Game Pass right now. They need that content that's going to keep people paying month after month for that service, for that platform. And this is a plan that he's put in place. But again, we go back to this is a this is obviously Microsoft dancing to its own tune finding. Indeed. Gone, gone yeah. are the days where we were asking, what's going on? Where are the games going to come from? You know, they've only got, you know, three studios. They only got five studios. What what where are we going to get this content from? What kind of deal can they cut with somebody to get another game over here? Gone are those days. They are now in control of their own destiny. And this now they are going out like Mav was talking about. The money is being spent because this is the growth phase. This they have a goal. And now that they've seen the numbers exceed their own internal goals, according to them. Now you've got even more of a push because now they are starting to see that their original goal of getting as many of the 2 billion, 3 billion people playing as possible is is growing daily as far as the ability to do so with the, with the furtherment of xCloud and mobile and all that kind of stuff. They are going to go even further. And I think like Mav was talking about this, this is something that people aren't used to. This is something that has Again, if you look back in Microsoft's history, Microsoft as a corporation, when they decide to make something a pillar of their corporation, they go all out to the point that they got sued, okay, by the government, okay, because they will do anything. They are a cutthroat company. Right? They've changed their image as far as what they, you know, customers are they're, they're they're continuously doing this, but they're changing their image as far as, you know, with backwards compatibility and all this stuff as far as what you know people come to expect from a customer friendly type of company but at the back end at the business side of things this is still a company that can swing a giant nearly two trillion dollar stick and and do anything they want to when it comes down to it and that's what we're seeing right now and that's why i think this e3 is going to be the hyped I'm not going to let myself, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I never
0: myself. temper expectations. I, you I'm know what? I would to. rather be uh-huh. wrong and be uh-huh. disappointed right. than temper right. expectations. Exactly. That's, that's just me.
3: Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's where I'm going with this one. Cause I think they're coming, uh, they're, they're going to nuke everything because yeah. I think that they are on a war path right now to grow game pass at any cost and I think that that means that we as gamers are going to win the developers are winning if they implement that 12% fee cut for the console side of things oh my my gosh dude my, yeah, you know, it's uh, funny,
0: you know, <laughs> they, they poo pooed that, but we're yeah. going to be talking about that. Uh, wait wait yes. till Thursday's show, folks. Right. Uh, I have a show lined up that is going to trump today's incredible podcast. And I'm telling you right now, even though Microsoft came out and said, no, no, we're not doing that. Let me tell you something right now. The old where there's smoke, there's uh, the burning blaze somewhere. Microsoft is in a position right now financially that Sony and uh, even Nintendo would never do. And if they look, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, folks. Let's just say for shits and giggles. And I'll elaborate about this on Thursday show, which I am, by the way, have been working on since Monday. It's crazy how far in advance I work on these shows. If they only did that to the uh double and and and, and single and indie developers do you understand the abundance of developers that would run to microsoft to put their game on them and get into game Pass? they would listen there are so many games coming to game pass there's gonna have they're gonna have to change the tagline 100 games i think at one point there's gonna be a thousand games in there
3: right correct there certainly could be and again i feel like mag here i went way off uh topic here but from io to this but but again it just i think i think it just speaks to where microsoft and xbox are uh in their position right now and it's in a position that they haven't been in very often they were with the 360 era but again we got to remember they didn't have any hardly any first party studios back then they they were reliant upon the third parties that kind of fell into their lap with what happened with the ps3 that they were able to secure as many exclusives as they actually did because people just didn't want to work on the PS3, right? Right now, Microsoft has forged their own path and with what they've accumulated, that's happening in front of our eyes and people aren't seeing it, but that rumbling you're hearing in the background is the avalanche coming. That rumbling is only gonna be ignored for so long. People can have their countdowns of how many days it's been since Microsoft has put out a first party, you know, bang or whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter, that rumbling is coming. And that's an avalanche of games and content because they've set themselves up for this moment in time. And the dominoes are falling one by one. And this IO thing is just a tip of the iceberg. If they were in talks to to acquire IO and IO backed away and said, now we're good for now, we're, we're good. Microsoft and Xbox, Phil and his team would have still had access and still would have talked to them about what they had coming up. And if this is one of those games they talked about and Phil was like, hey, show me a little bit more about that. And then afterwards went back to IO and said, hey, you know what, that idea you had, what do you think we'll about publish. This? Yeah, we'll what do you publish. think about this? I, you, you guys stay on your own, that's cool, no problem. But you know what, we like what you guys are doing in here. What, what about us publishing? right that's the kind of relationship that phil's been forming uh since he took over and we're starting to see those those things come to fruition at this point yep. point. and that's why it's so important that people understand what it means to have somebody like him as a gamer and somebody who had a clear clear vision of where he was taking xbox uh, in place and what what that means right now because we are seeing all of it happening and it's beautiful
0: absolutely 100 percent. but listen folks this has been what what a powerful two hours uh I, and it's crazy that it's it feels like we just started um i and uh, i i cannot thank mav pong soul and zemi games for making this another outstanding addition to the xbox factor podcast uh obviously i want to thank everybody that had dropped Super Chats in there. We had one, a big one come in from our good friend and generous friend of the show, NightWolf3186, and he says this after dropping a $10 Super Chat. May the fourth be with you all today. Thanks, guys, for an awesome show you put on. Always love the discussion and ideas that come from you all. Can't wait for Thursday's show. Wink, wink. Yeah, Thursday's show is going to be fire. Uh, I don't think we're going to get Boxer Bear back. Uh, He is still battling uh, COVID. He's home from the hospital. I talked to him last night. Through text, um, and uh, you know he's he's still he's still fighting hard. Um, he has not gotten worse, thankfully, since he came back from the hospital, which is why he had to go back in the first place. Of course, our prayers and thoughts go to uh, boxer bear. And Hopefully, we'll get him back on here uh, uh, you know, next week, and he'll be fully recovered from COVID-19. I want to thank the Super Chats that came in in a big way. As always, I cannot thank you enough for the incredible generosity um, that comes in each and every show. If you're new to the channel uh, and you're enjoying today's content, this is what we do weekly. I do four live shows weekly, two of which are Xbox and two are multi plat uh, um, uh, shows that you know they usually are uh, you know two plus hours like today was, and of course a uh, big shout out to Lethal Papa. Uh, he's he was the Jedi carrying the very big and powerful lightsaber, cutting down the trolls, which he normally does. But we threw lightsabers into the conversation because today is, of course. A celebration of Star Wars around. Of course, want to thank him for what he does. And uh, listen, folks, if you enjoyed today's show, please, before you get on out of here, hit that like button. Definitely appreciate that. So let's get everyone out of here so you can enjoy the rest of your special Star Wars day. And we'll start with our very special guest, Mav. Thanks so much for being here, brother. Love what you're doing at the Xbox Ultimate podcast. On Friday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell everyone about what you got going on this week and, more importantly, where could people check you out on social media?
1: Hey, uh, Boom, thanks for uh, having me here again. Appreciate it. Um, so, you guys can check me out on social media <laughs> on Twitter and YouTube at Fun Speculation. Um, like Boom said, Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have the Xbox Ultimate Podcast, where we have the Magnificent Seven, is what we call the panel. Uh, absolute amazing uh, people, where we talk all things Xbox. And hey, last week we even had like a weird conversation about rugby shorts and bacon. <laughs> so you never know where the conversations <laughs> yeah, are going to lead, but hey, we have a lot of fun um, with, with our family, and uh, the chat's amazing. So hey, come check us out um sub to the channel if you like what you see we appreciate it um also thursday nights at ten thirty p.m eastern we have fun pop podcast where that one is more about hey uh movies tv shows marvel dc all, all this fun stuff star wars and we got a lot to talk about on Thursday night this week because there was a lot of stuff that happened um, yesterday.
0: Did so. you see that Marvel trailer? Oh, my gosh, Dude, yes. Let, let me just tell you this right now. I'm 50 years old, folks. I'm going to be 51 in September, and I'm not going to front. I saw that, and not only was my jaw on the floor, right? Yeah, sure, it's it's just a Marvel trailer. Welcome us back to the theaters, this blah, 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 blah. Um, I, when I saw Chadwick Boseman walk out, I got emotional, and uh, listen – If you didn't get goosebumps from that trailer, man, I don't know if you're alive. We've got to be check the pulse, brother, because, damn, that was good. And here in Stan Lee, come on. I mean, that was was one of the best, like, like fan
1: service trailers that also led the hype of the next phase of
0: crazy uh,
1: Marvel. We had some movie title announcements and yeah i got fantastic
0: well as, four at the end of that which was pretty yep. dope didn't get a date yeah. but we, we we got that they're working on it, so that's dope yeah good stuff i mean
1: just gonna be a, a fun so fun show talking about all of that and more uh thursday night at uh 10 30 p.m eastern on fun pop also guys at 4gq tv you can see me there
0: also on thursdays at 6 30 p.m eastern Good good old clowns. Yes, Yes, clowns in that crew. Well, thanks for being here, brother. Definitely appreciate it. Mr. Zemi Games, the bravest man on the panel who's looking forward to, of course, Resident Evil 8. Uh, That's not going to have a co-op mode. Uh, Tell everyone about what you got going on. Where can people reach out to you? Strike up a conversation on social media. And why don't you tell us about what you got going on at theconstantgamer.com.
2: Yeah. So, uh, my website's called constantgamer.com. Uh, it is a gaming news media website, uh, like IGN, like Kotaku, like GameSpot. The, the big difference though, is that we are You're definitely <laughs> uh, more objective and, 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 and unbiased whenever it comes to reporting, uh, you know, gaming news and, and writing reviews and, and all of that type of stuff. So, if you are looking for, you know, a new website to go check out, read some articles on and, and you know, get up to date on your gaming news, uh, you know, possibly maybe go check out ConstantGamer.com. Um, also, we are still looking for writers. So if any of you guys listening to the show right now might be interested in, uh, you know, writing for the site, uh, writing, you know, reviews, news articles, features, um, Anything of that nature, just go uh, head over to ConstaGamer.com, click on the Contact Us button, and there should be another link for you to click that says Join the Team. Uh, Fill out a short little application, and I will be in touch. Uh, Boom. As always, this is an amazing show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, We had some phenomenal topics. Um, And, uh, yeah, I'll see you next Tuesday, man.
0: Yeah, bro. Thanks so much for being here, brother. And last and no way least, rookie sensation, now veteran sensation, Pong Soul, who's been making the rounds. Tell everyone about what you got going on on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time on your new venture, as well as what, you, where can people reach out to you on social media?
3: Yeah, thanks so much, Boom. Uh, Mav, thanks for showing up, brother. It's always a good time to do a show with you, man. So... Uh, Appreciate that, and uh, obviously, Zemi, uh, amazing as always, although I think we have a pattern, a reoccurring pattern, with Boo Zemi coming into play. I think it might be a hashtag. (laughs)
0: hashtag. I I,
3: I think so. I think so. I think we should
1: rename him Temper Expectations
3: Zemi. Oh, good idea we probably should do a name change there (laughs) it's amazing uh chat you guys are awesome thank you all for the support and love and coming out each and every week uh it, it truly is heartwarming every time i see all the familiar faces in there love you all um so again uh friday nights xbox ultimate magnificent seven with mav and Caitlin and the rest of the crew, Uh, like Mav said, we have crazy talks, come check us out. That is always a blast. Uh, Saturday mornings, uh, as Boom was alluding to, Living split screen. Split screen is all one word with myself and steel rain. Uh, Man, we've been having a good time. Episode six was just last Saturday. We can't believe it. Him and I go for two hours just by ourselves. It's insane. Uh, But we just have such a great time. Had great turnout each and every week. We are growing. So please go check us out. If you like what you hear, share it. Uh, Let other people know because it's a great Saturday morning uh, wake-up call for everybody in the United States. 3 p.m. UK time. So get your afternoons. Keep it going going uh over there but again we just have a really great time just organic talk we talk about the entire industry not centric in any way uh over one console over the other we talk about everything going on um and you never know where our conversations are going to go either uh steels had some rants i've had some rants but come check us out 10 a.m eastern nine o'clock central in the morning and then saturday night's the shop podcast with ptk blam fuzzy uh, centurion and stay we just had Josh Muncy expects uh, uh, marketing manager on last week awesome interview if you guys missed that conversation go check it out he uh, gave some great information on the inside uh, of how things work over at the marketing department really nice guy it was just a great great interview so that was super cool that starts at 9 p.m. Eastern 8 o'clock uh, central time at night otherwise Tuesdays uh, back here uh, with Xbox factor podcast so I I'll see you guys all next week.
0: Yes. Well, thanks so much for being here, everyone. And once again, thank you for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. We crossed 2 million views in under three and a half years. That is freaking ridiculous and that happened over the weekend i was uh, very very happy and proud to share that with the community because i would not have something like that to share if it wasn't for this outstanding community and of course i'm going to close out today's show with something that's important to me hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dad taught us when when we were kids and i think now more than ever it's super relevant and or importantly super important and he said "Some treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day so take care everyone we'll see you on Thursday's new episode of the Xbox Factor podcast <laughs>